Saint Anthony of the Desert by Saint Athanasius Continuing Chapter 12 In the Heart of the Desert Once, while Anthony was working, for he was careful to work, someone stood at the door and pulled the string of his work, for he was weaving baskets, which he gave to his visitors in exchange for what they brought. He rose and saw a beast, resembling a man as far as the thighs, but with legs and feet like a donkey. Anthony simply crossed himself and said, I am Christ's servant. If you are sent against me, here I am. And the monster with its demons fled so fast that for very speed it fell and died. And the death of the beast was the demon's fall, for they were hasting to do everything to drive him back from the desert, and they could not. Chapter 13 The Teacher of Monks Once, being asked by the monks to return to them and oversee them and their dwellings from time to time, he set out with the monks who had come to meet him. A camel carried bread and water for them, for all that desert is waterless, and there is no drinkable water at all except in the one hill where they had drawn, where his monastery is. On the way the water failed, and they were all like to be in danger, the heat being extreme. For having searched around and found no water, they were now unable even to walk, but lay down on the ground and let the camel go, giving themselves up. The old man, seeing all in danger, was very grieved, and groaning, went a little way from them and prayed, bending his knees and lifting his hands. At once the Lord made a spring come forth there where he was praying, and so all drank and were refreshed. Filling their water skins, they sought the camel and found it, for it happened that the rope had wrapped round a stone, and so was held fast. They brought it back and watered it, and putting the skins on it, finished their journey unharmed. When he came to the outer monasteries, all welcomed him, seeing in him a father. And he, as though he had brought with them supplies from the mount, entertained them with discourse and imparted help. So there was joy anew in the hills, eagerness to advance, and each drew courage from the faith of the rest. He too rejoiced to see the zeal of the monks, and to find that his sister had grown old in her virginity, and was herself a guide to other virgins. After some days he returned to his hill. From that time many came to him, and some who were sufferers dared the journey. For all monks who came to him, he always had this advice, to trust in the Lord and love him, to keep themselves from bad thoughts and bodily pleasures, and not to be led astray by the feasting of the stomach, as it is written in Proverbs, to flee vainglory, to pray always, to sing psalms before sleeping and after to repeat by heart the commandments of the scriptures and to remember the deeds of the saints, that by their example the soul may train itself under the guidance of the commandments. 
especially did he advise them, to give continual heed to the apostles' word, Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, and to consider that this was spoken about all the commandments alike, so that the sun should not go down, not simply on our anger, but on any other sin of ours, for that it is right and necessary that the sun condemn us not for any sin by day, nor the moon for any fall or even thought by night. To safeguard this, it is well to hear and observe the Apostle, for he says, Judge yourselves and prove yourselves. Daily, then, let each take account with himself of the day's and the night's doings. And if he has sinned, let him cease. And if he has not, let him not boast, but abide in the good and not grow careless, nor judge his neighbor, nor justify himself, as the blessed Apostle Paul said, till the Lord come who searcheth hidden things. For often we miss seeing what we do, and we do not know, but the Lord misses nothing. To him, therefore, let us leave judgment. With each other let us have sympathy and bear one another's burdens. Ourselves let us judge, and where we fail be earnest to amend. For a safeguard against sinning, use this manner of, ob of observing. Let us each note and write down our deeds and the movements of the soul, as if to tell them to each other. And be sure that from utter shame of being known, we shall cease from sinning and even from thinking over anything bad. For who likes to be seen when he is sinning? Or having sinned, does not rather lie wishing to hide it? Just as we should do no foulness in sight of each other, so if we write our thoughts as if telling them to each other, we shall better guard ourselves from foul thoughts, for shame of being known. Let the written tale be to us instead of the eyes of our fellow monks, that shamed as much at writing as at being seen, we may not even think evil, and molding ourselves in this way, we shall be able to master the body, to please God, and to trample on the snares of the enemy. Chapter 14 Miracles This was his instruction to those who visited him. To sufferers he gave compassion and prayed with them, and often the Lord heard him in many ways. He neither boasted when he was heard, nor murmured when not, but always gave thanks to God, and urged the sufferers to be patient, and to know that healing belonged not to him nor to any man, but to God, who doeth when he will, and to whom he will. The sufferers took the old man's words in place of healing, since they had learned to suffer with patience and not with shrinking. And the cured learned not to thank Anthony, but God alone. A man named Fronten from Palacium had a terrible disease, for he was biting his tongue and his eyes were in danger. He came to the hill and begged Anthony to pray for him. When he had prayed, he said to Fronten, Depart, and you shall be healed. Fronten objected and for days stayed in the house, 
while Anthony continued saying, You cannot be healed while you stay here. Go, and when you reach Egypt, you shall see the sign that is wrought on you. The man believed and went, and as soon as he came in sight of Egypt, he was freed from his sickness and made well, according to the word of Anthony, which he had learned from the Savior in prayer. A girl from Bosiris in Tripoli had a dreadful and distressing sickness, a discharge from eyes, nose, and ears, which turned to worms when it fell to the ground. Her body was paralyzed and her eyes unnatural. Her parents, hearing of monks who were going to Anthony, and having faith in the Lord, who healed the woman troubled with an issue of blood, asked to accompany them with their daughter, and they consented. The parents and their child remained below the hill with Paphnutius, the confessor and monk. The others went up, but when they wished to tell about the girl, Anthony interrupted them, and described the child's sufferings and how they had traveled with them. On their asking that these also might come to him, he would not allow it, but said, Go, and you will find her cured if she is not dead. For this is not my work, that she should come to a wretched man like me, but healing is the Savior's, who doeth his mercy in all places to them that call on him. To this child also the Lord hath granted her prayer, and his love hath made known to me that he will heal her sickness while she is there. So the marvel came to pass, and going out they found the parents rejoicing, and the girl in sound health. Two of the brethren were traveling to him when the water failed. One died and the other was dying. He had no strength longer to go on, and lay on the ground awaiting death. But Anthony, sitting on the hill, called two monks who happened to be there, and urged them, saying, Take a jar of water, and run down the road towards Egypt, for two were coming, and one has just died, and the other will if you do not hasten. This has just been shown me in prayer. The monks therefore went, and found the one lying a corpse, and buried him. The other they revived with water, and brought him to the old man, for the distance was a day's journey. If anyone asks why he did not speak before the other died, he asks amiss in so speaking. For the sentence of death was not from Anthony, but from God, who so decreed about the one, and revealed concerning the other. In Anthony... This only is wonderful, that while he sat on the hill and watched in heart, the Lord revealed to him things afar. For another time also, as he was sitting there and looking up, he saw in the air someone borne along, and great rejoicing in all that met him. Wondering at such a choir, and thinking of their blessedness, he prayed to learn what this might be. At once a voice came to him that this was the soul of the monk Amman in Nitria. He had lived as an ascetic till old age. Now the distance from Nitria to the hill where Anthony was is thirteen days' journey. Those who were with Anthony, seeing the old man in admiration, asked to know 
and heard from him that Amun had just died. He was well known because he often visited there, and because through him also many miracles had come to pass. Now the monks to whom Anthony spoke of Amun's death noted the day, and when, thirty days later, the brethren came from Nitria, they inquired and found that Amun had fallen asleep at the day and hour when the old man saw his soul carried up. And both these and the others were all amazed at how pure was the soul of Anthony, that he should learn at once what happened thirteen days away, and should see the soul in its flight. This has been taken from St. Anthony of the Desert by St. Athanasius, translated by Dom J. B. McLaughlin, OSB. This work is available through TAN Books and Publishers. For more information, go to their website, www.tanbooks.com, or call 1-800-437-5876. This work is in the public domain.